Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the ACC Now podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer. Uh, joined this week, a uh, special guest, Marissa Young, Duke softball coach. Um, they just completed their regular season at 42 and 9. I got that record right, Marissa. I think I do. <laughs> um, Marissa, thanks for joining us. Uh, how are you doing today? Very good. Thank you. We're actually 43 and nine. <laughs> I didn't want to jip you out of a win there. 43 and nine. Thank you. Um, yeah, you just completed a sweep of uh, Pittsburgh over the weekend, right? Absolutely. Yeah, this is our uh, new program record for most wins in, in our regular season. So very excited for this team and, and that accomplishment. Yes, congratulations on that, on the great regular season. Uh, I know you'd won 12 in a row, so what, 15 out of the last 16 you've won now? So playing playing well at the right time, heading into the postseason, right? Absolutely. This is exactly what we want to see from this group. Yeah. Um, just to catch everybody up, uh, Marissa uh, joined Duke in 2015 uh, to start the new softball program. She was hired as the first first head coach in Duke softball history. Uh, they're now in their sixth season. This is Team Six. I don't know you guys, that's your social media tag. Uh, she was a star player at Michigan uh, and coached uh, several places before uh, coming to Duke. We'll talk about that as the podcast goes on. Um, just uh, real quick, if you could, uh, just overall thoughts on this year's team. What's made it so special? What's made it you know, one of the better teams in the country? It's been really exciting. Um, as as people may or may not know, we graduated eight seniors last year and um, had a changeover in our coaching staff. So I think there was a lot of question about, um, you know, would we be able to rebuild and, you know, the loss of our ace in the circle, Peyton St. George, uh, who was an All-American, you know, we had a lot of a lot of question marks and our incoming freshman class has been remarkable. Uh, you know, they had their their bumps and bruises early on, but have really settled in and, and embraced competing at a high level. Uh, our our pitching staff has really stepped up, led by Jayla Wright and uh, freshman Cassidy Curd. And our coaching staff, the, the two new coaches, have been tremendous addition to the program. Um, this team plays with a lot of passion and energy. They've been tested uh, time and time again throughout the season, have overcome a lot of adversity, um, had some really great big wins against top programs, and I think some co- late comeback wins which have really given them the confidence that they can compete with anyone in the country. Uh, When their backs are against the wall, they're going to fight and find a way. And they've done that. So really proud of this group. Just the energy they have is, is rejuvenating. It's a lot of fun. You know, every team has a new identity and this group is fun and silly and they love to compete. (laughs) Silly is a good thing, right? When you're going through this uh, softball, you play so much, right? So many games, you have to have fun while you're doing it. Um, Duke is uh, uh, just some stats I looked up here before. Uh, in ACC play, Duke is uh, second in batting average, 325. Uh, third best in team ERA at 214. Uh, only one team, Virginia Tech, has struck out more opposing batters than Duke's 323. So uh, right there at the top of the ACC. Of those stats, um, is there one that, that, that has led this team to more success than another? Or is it just a combination of the three, do you think? Um, you know, it, it's been timely. Um, obviously, you know, you need great pitching to keep you in ball games, and our staff has worked really good together. You know, we have um, four pitchers in the circle that have combined to get the job done there. Um, and offensively, you know, obviously we're our, our average is high. We've scored a lot of runs. But what I love most about this group is each game, it's somebody new stepping up big in a big way for the team. And so we're not just relying on one or two bats. Um, 
we've got a lot of people that love to step up in the big moments. And so it, that has been uh, sort of our, our mantra is just not, not if, but who and when. Right. Exactly. Um, right now, third place in the ACC standings. I looked at this morning. I think it was updated 19 and two Florida state is uh, Louisville 16 and four. And you guys are 19 and five. Is that right? I got that. Yes. Updated. Okay. So, and FSU and Louisville play this weekend. Right. Yeah. So, I guess there's a chance you, cause you guys are done with your regular season. So you can move up maybe the second place. Is that for the, for the ACC tournament? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There is still a chance that we move up into that two spot. And um, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think it makes much of a difference. We've got to prepare to, to be ready to go, you know, in the, in the, postseason tournament and ACC tournament being single elimination. Uh, we've got to be ready to ready to play. And uh, you guys were able to host a regional um, last year uh, at Duke softball stadium for the first time NCAA tournament. You feel like you're in a good position to do that again. You feel like you guys have done enough, no matter what happens in the ACC tournament, obviously you want to win it. You focused on winning that, but uh, how do you feel about your chances for after that for NCAA and playing at home, starting out? Yeah, I feel really good about it. Confident. Um, I think our body of work has has spoke for itself and, you know, highest RPI um, in program history as well. So we've played a, a tough schedule and I think we're in a good position to host. I do want to go back and talk about your playing career a little bit and talk about your coaching career and your philosophy and kind of what got you here to Duke. Uh, that's put you in a position to to have so much success uh, in, in, in bringing Duke softball to make it one of the better programs in the country. When you started from scratch, just you know, uh, eight years ago you started the job. Six years ago, started playing in the field. Um, uh, you were a three-time All-American uh, pitcher at Michigan, uh, Big Ten Pitcher of the Year as a senior. Um, I want to ask you now that you have the gift of time and perspective, how would you have coached you? If you if you think back, you as a player, now, now you know you've got all this time you've coached and, you know, I think I'm a better writer now or reporter than I was when I was 18, 19 years old, or hopefully I am. And um, uh, I'm just curious for your thoughts. Uh, how, how would you have coached you? Uh, I'm an ultimate competitor. Uh, love to win, love to do what others say can't be done. And so I think um, as a coach, I would have set really high goals for myself, um, for me and, and challenged me to obtain those. Um, you know, I, I, set strikeout records and things of that nature, but it wasn't something that I really had my eye on the prize, you know, as a freshman or a sophomore. And I wish that I would have had those goals in front of me um, earlier. I think it would have challenged me to be a better version of myself early on in my career. Okay, good. Um, at what point did you believe coaching was your future? I mean, uh, did you have a plan B or was was there a plan A and coaching was plan B? Like what, what were you think about doing? Yeah, I, I had a plan A plan. A was to go to law school. I wanted to be a criminal attorney um, and started doing some softball lessons along my, my way to law school um, just as a side hustle to make some money and give back to some kids in the community and very quickly fell in love, saw that it was a passion of mine to, you know, help young women and, co and, parents be able to help their kids achieve their goals. Uh, and it was a tough phone call calling home and saying, I'm going to forego law school to to coach for pennies. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, I just, my parents really inspired me. My dad's been a, a really hard worker all of his life and saw that if you chase your, your passion, that you never feel like you're working. Um, 
So I'm obviously glad that I pursued that, uh, made that choice, but it, it was a long road. You know, I, I had kids before I started coaching. Um, and that was definitely a challenge is to navigate being a young mom um, of young kids while, you know, coaching and being on the road. And uh, there were some really tough days, but I had a great village around me that, you know, helped my kids and, and me along the way so that I could do both. And now they're uh, at the age that they're almost uh, grown and about to fly the coop. So uh, <laughs> it's been a fun journey. And, and I'm definitely glad that uh, I found my passion. Yeah. Uh, I do want to share with our readers, Marissa and her husband have four, your mother of four, correct? Yeah. So yes. Uh, yes. what what are the ages? What, what's the, what's the age range there? Uh, it's a whirlwind. Our, our 18 year old son, he's getting ready to go off and play football at, at Miami in Florida. Okay. Um, our 17 year old is going to play softball at Florida. And then we have a 15 year old daughter who will be deciding this, this fall where she's going to play softball and a 12 year old son who's baseball and football. So we are full blown sport family going in many different directions. Absolutely. A lot of accomplishments there. Congratulations on all that, on, on what they've accomplished. And um, yeah, uh, I, I was going to ask you how you've, how you've juggled it all. It sounds like you had, you had a, it takes a village, right? As, as, as we said many times in, in our country to, to raise children, but uh, uh, how do you look back and think that, that, that you managed it all and got to this point to where they've had so much success and you've had so much success. Yeah, I, obviously my faith and my family um, have been instrumental in this. You know, I've had people within our church be great help and resources to us. My parents um, made the choice to move from California to North Carolina to come out and and support and help raise the kids with us. Um, and my husband's just phenomenal. He's a he's a great uh, softball dad and and <laughs> holds down the fort while I'm away. And I think that my kids being involved in sports, they definitely understand and appreciate what I do and how invested I am in, in my work. But they know that when I'm home, uh, I give 100 percent of myself to them and, and really involved in what they do. So it's a great family dynamic. Uh, very thankful to be at a place like Duke that is so family oriented. And, uh, you know, the game of softball has been great to us. It's taken us to a lot of different places and met some really incredible people. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing my daughter's college journey uh, in the next few years. Um, yeah. Speaking of softball, taking you to a lot of places, you you played a year of pro softball in Italy. Is that right? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, did you take your family with you there? You said before you started coaching, you had a family. Were they? No, I, I played before I, I had um, kids. So okay. I did that there for a year. And then I came back and played in the NPF in Texas, uh, played in the pro league here. So that was a blast as well. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's really just neat to see that continue to grow, obviously, um, AU and you know, all the, all the opportunities. We've had former players and obviously our assistant coach is still playing in that. So, yeah. Opportunity. What was the? I, I do want to ask you what 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 the Italy experience was like for you. And you still speak some Italian at all? Did you pick any up or what? <laughs> no, you know I speak a little bit of Spanish, and everybody said, "Oh, Italians like Spanish," but it, to me that was more confusing. Um, the experience was wonderful. You know, I I grew up in a family we didn't get the opportunity to leave the country, so it was my first time. Uh, traveling abroad and and being able to play the sport you love while in your off time, exploring the country, you know, meeting different people and and really exploring, you know, what life outside the U.S. is like really brought an appreciation um, and, you know, want to continue to led me to want to continue to travel. And as I got older, 
Yeah, exactly. New perspectives are always a good thing, aren't they? Um, so your first head Duke isn't your first head coaching job. You you coached at uh, Concordia in uh, in Ann Arbor, uh, where you, you went to Michigan. You stayed right there in Ann Arbor. Um, what did you learn from that? That was at Concordia, is the NAIA school, and uh, what did you learn yeah. from that experience? You know, it was a small Division two program. Um, I was the groundskeeper, the strength coach, uh, <laughs> the academic coordinator, you name it, uh, travel coordinator. So it was just really humble beginnings. And when you have to do every job uh, within your program, you understand how important all those facets are. Um, I'm no stranger to hard work and, you know, not afraid to roll up my sleeves and, and get the work done. And I think that that helped me tremendously in starting a program here at Duke, you know, I um, didn't have a staff to begin and, you know, just that appreciation for everyone around the program and what they do to make us successful um, is really important to me and being able to model the way with hard work and doing whatever it takes to make the team and the program successful. I think all of that foundation was built at Concordia. Yeah. Um, Why did you make the choice to leave there? But you were assistant coach then at Eastern Michigan and then down the road at Carolina. Um, uh, what what went into that process, thought process in your career? Yeah, obviously, it, you know, trying to move up the ranks into the Division One level was important, and pitching was my niche. Uh, you know, people are always looking for pitching coaches, so uh, having the opportunity to do that again, just getting more insight into, you know the role and and all that it takes to make a program successful. Um, You know, I really felt like, you know, pitching was, is key, but then also the recruiting piece. And I was recruiting coordinator and in my role at Eastern Michigan, which led to being instrumental in the ability to recruit top players here at Duke and continue to build our program. Yeah. So when you found out Duke was starting a a softball program, you were uh, at Carolina, right? (laughs) Um, I'm sure it was like, okay, another another sport in the rivalry, right? Now Carolina can beat Duke in softball. I, I, you know, when you, at that point, that was your thought process. I'm sure. Um, what what made the Duke challenge attractive to you, uh, especially when you're, you know, you're on the other side of the rivalry at that point? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing was just trying to move up um, in my career financially to be able to take care of my family. I was really happy at Carolina. I loved my time and experience under Donna Papa. Um, Love all of the, you know, leeway and responsibility that she gave me there within that program. But for me, it was really like I want I need to take the next step to be able to provide for my family. and Duke really seemed like a long shot. I, I didn't think that, you know, maybe my experience would lend me to land that job and honestly probably would not have applied if it wasn't for my husband pushing me to say, you know, you never know unless you go for it. So um, it was it was a long process that summer of waiting around to hear um, what direction they were going to go. And, uh, you know, once I set foot on campus and, and met people and understood what Duke stood for, what they're about, I knew that that's exactly where I wanted to be. Yeah, good for your husband for saying like make them tell you no, right? Yeah. Um, I have a uh, a daughter uh, who's finishing up actually finishing up law school, speaking of being an attorney, and uh, I always tell her like, don't apply for everything. Make them tell you no, right? That's you know, yes, it's a good lesson for life, isn't it? Um, so what, uh, you know, Duke, uh, since you've taken over, you're like you've won like sixty eight, sixty nine percent of your games. 
208 and 94 43 and nine now. So that's a heck of a record. Um, congratulations on that. What is there one key aspect to your program that has brought so much sustained success, success so quickly, would you say? Uh, I think it's our, our culture and our standards. Um, you know, how, we demand our players to live a life of excellence on and off the field and really try to instill those values in them, I think is translated to sustained success on the softball field. Um, and obviously our ability to, you know, have a put together a great pitching staff year in and year out, as I said, keeps us in a lot of games and um, offensively continue to develop the hitters that come into this program. Um I think that we do a great job of recruiting athletic players that can play multiple positions. Um, this weekend, for example, we had uh, our whole infield where it was a new set of, of crew because we had an injury and an illness and, and everybody had to move and shuffle around. And um, just being able to recruit athletic players that that can do that is key. Yeah. And I guess, you know, that kind of stuff happens at the end of a season. That's even more difficult because you've got roles established. Um, I mean, you never want injury illness to happen, but particularly you know, at the end of the year, that can, you know, upset. You got you, you had it going right, and then all of a sudden you got to switch everything around. And they handle it so well, sweeping, pit, and winning all those games. You know, kind of going away. So um, that that is a good sign of what's what's been going on. And I do want to talk more about this year's team and uh, now. And, and you mentioned earlier Peyton St. George, who was just such a stalwart. Um, you know, the face of Duke softball, uh, really uh, on the playing field. She re- committed to you before the stadium was built, right? And I remember talking to her about that, and she had so much success over the last five years. Um, can you just talk about, real quick, just what she meant to the program, what she what she meant to getting it going, and uh, you know, getting you guys to where you were, ACC champions, and going to the super regional last year. Yeah, I mean, I will, you know, always remember and and be super appreciative to Peyton. You always need that one great player to be the first to say yes and kind of get the ball rolling. And she, she did that. She took a chance on um, me and, and this program, uh, you know, and not a lot of people knew who Peyton St. George was before she got to Duke and she came in and put in the work and really trusted the process and did what, what we asked of her. Um, and, you know, over a course of time, continued to get better and better year after year and, and left one of the most decorated, you know, pitchers in, in the ACC. And I couldn't be more proud of her and the legacy that she left here. Uh, what I love most about Peyton was just her her attitude and selflessness. She was all about the team as, as much of a superstar as she was. Um, and you said the face of the program. She was really just about doing whatever she had to do for her teammates. Uh, and I think that that's definitely laid the foundation for, you know, the players coming in to understand that's how you operate on a day-to-day basis. And it really is about the team and your teammates. Yeah, and so you know, once she goes, obviously, you, know, you worry about a leadership vacuum, right? Somebody's got to fill it in. Obviously, people have. Uh, what what what's been the key to that? Who's who stepped up and who's been instrumental in 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 that and continuing this even greater success this year? Like I said, setting a re- record for wins, you know, regular season. Yeah, with COVID, we knew we were we had the benefit of some fifth year um, grad students staying in the program a little bit longer, and with that. I had the foresight to start thinking about what leadership would look like once they left. Um, and so prior to their their departure, we started a leadership committee uh, where we brought in um, 
sort of a captain from each class of freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, along with those fifth years. And they worked collectively as a leadership team. Um, and I knew that the, that group, you know, would groom and um, have an impact on those younger players so that when they left, they were equipped and ready to take over leadership. So that has been really impactful for us. Um, you know, some of the girls that have been a part of that, Anna Gold, uh, Jada Baker, Kelly Torres, um, DJ Davis has been, you know, a, a five-year captain for us. So, you know, you're seeing that that leadership aspect be contagious. Uh, Frankie Freelick, and the beauty of it is each of them lead in a different way. And so they can bring their strengths to the table and not feel like, you know, the weight of being a captain or a leader is, is just on their shoulders. Uh, so that's been something that's worked really well for us. And, and like I said, you know, having the foresight to do that um, was really instrumental. And they were all part of, you know, the success last couple of years, right? Winning the ACC, winning the regional last year, going to the super regionals, playing UCLA. So, um, when uh, when you guys gathered for the start of this year, given what you'd been through the last couple of years, what was kind of the the message they had? I mean, what 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 do they talk amongst themselves about? Do you think um, about you know, what what you learn? I guess from the experience of the last couple of years and wanting to get to an even higher level. Now you want to get obviously past supers and get to the, the women's college world series. Sure. Obviously the returners, you know, had the taste of super regionals um, and wanted to take that a step further. The beauty of it was the freshmen didn't know anything besides Duke softball being a postseason team. And I knew that was the expectation of them coming in and figuring out how they could step up and um, elevate the program to get to that next level. And I think our upperclassmen have done a really good job of, you know, challenging them while supporting them in their growth. Uh, and it's, it's had to happen really fast, but they've done a great, the freshmen have done a great job of sort of getting on the bus and running at full speed. Um but that is, that is absolutely the goal. Things we don't take a step backwards just because we're a young group when we continue to set the standard high and move things forward. Well, speaking of those freshmen, Cassidy Curd has to be, we have to talk about her because she has had quite a freshman year and, um, uh, you know, uh, 14 and one, right? 168 ERA, uh, 126 strikeouts on 100 innings. Um, just, has taken over and become the ace. We talk about, you know, Peyton St. George moved on, her career ended, and somebody had to step in, and, and boy, Cassidy has done it. What's just can you address what, what she's brought? What is it? Did she exceed your expectations? I know you obviously wanted to be great, but you know, what, what's your thoughts on what she's done? I knew she'd be great. That's why she's here. I think she has exceeded <laughs> outsiders' expectations. Um, you know, Cassidy may not have been, uh, you know, a name that a lot of people knew about coming into this, but she is an uber competitive player. And I knew challenging her and getting her in this environment where we can work with her on a daily basis, uh, that she was really going to take off. Um, she was kind of a, a self-taught pitcher prior to co college um, and knew that just, you know, with a specialized day-to-day -day training, her work ethic, her passion for success was going to be uh, the perfect recipe for success. And she's just embraced, you know, being able to come in and compete for her teammates. Yeah. I mean, she's really taken it and done it, done a great job. And, and she's got, got you guys, um, you know, 
again, top 10 program, top of the ACC, got a chance to win the ACC again and all that. Um, tell us about, um, uh, uh, you know, you said you had some injuries to illness uh, this weekend in Pittsburgh. How do you think that's going to play into what what kind of team you're going to have, uh, you know, for the ACC tournament? Are you going to be able to be, uh, uh, you know, close to full speed or, or, or you know, what, what's going to happen there, do you think? I think this week off uh, with finals is going to give us a great chance to heal up and rebound. Um, But this weekend to me was just a a more of a confidence boost to the team to know that, you know, even at not at 100 percent and having some pieces out of place, uh, we still can get the job done, compete at a high level. So um, I love it. I love us just continuing to have different types of adversity thrown at us and seeing how they overcome it to me um, is nothing but but confidence for the postseason. Yeah, and then uh, I, we'll get close to wrapping it up here, but I do want to talk to you a little bit about uh, uh, overall college athletics, a little bit of what's going on. You know, there's so many changes going on in college sports now, different than, I mean, just five years ago, just when the program started. Um, how how much of a role is NIL starting to play uh, in, in softball, uh, first of all? It is definitely having an impact on the sport. I, you know, I don't think at the same level of, of basketball and football, obviously. Um, and for us, particularly at Duke, um, I think we're a little bit insulated in the sense that, you know, as student athletes that are interested in a place like Duke understand the value of the education and what that is going to do for you post-grad, um, that it it's not necessarily about uh, the money in your pocket up front um, and, you know, you get to play softball at a very high level at one of the best places in the country and walk away with one of the best degrees in the country. It is, it's special. Uh, and I hope that that's something that continues to, um, you know, attract players and, but it is a challenge as a staff to kind of keep up with the the trends and the times and understand, you know, what the demands are given everything going on in the landscape. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one thing, I think has been good about NIL is that there are, you know, uh, female athletes that are, that are benefiting in great ways that, that maybe that, you know, were under undervalued before. Right. And now we have a way um, uh, and women's sports are starting to gain a more of a following uh, with social media. Uh, some of these things going on. Um, we saw it with women's basketball, the the tremendous ratings. Um, volleyball's getting better ratings now. Women's softball, the College World Women's World Series uh, has, you know, they draw great crowds in Oklahoma. They've really embraced it out there, and it's starting to be a better televised sport. The ratings are starting to go up there too. Just uh, can you kind of talk a little bit about and address how the direction women's sports is going now, uh, and and how it can. Um, we talk about revenue gaps and all that. Those are some big questions uh, with college sports, but it seems like that's an under untapped area. Maybe now we can start, you know, seeing some growth there. And it seems like yeah, a good time for women's women's athletics. Absolutely, I think you know, in years past, sports was just a vehicle for women to get a degree to go on to something else. And I think now, you know, there are so many possibilities and opportunities, doors that have opened up for them to make careers within athletics in different ways, um, where they didn't have those opportunities before. I think just the the following and the recognition is obviously 
important that, you know, they want to feel valued and respected for their craft and what they're doing in their time as a college athlete. I think that softball particularly has always been had a great fan base and following. I think the key and the gap is just, you know, getting companies and, and businesses to invest financially in supporting it. Um, and, you know, would love to see Major League Baseball down the road, um, a, a part of that. But uh, in the meantime, you know, it's just great for our players to continue to have new doors opened for them um, that weren't there before. Yeah, I mean, you know, one thing about Major League Baseball, they're, they're trying to speed up their game, right, to keep up with uh, modern uh, audiences. Softball doesn't have to worry about that. It's <laughs> quick. <laughs> it is uh, fast paced. Um, it's a fun sport. To, I, mean, I watched the games over the weekend uh, on ACC and X. Um, and, uh, it was, it was good. Uh, it was, uh, exciting to watch this fun sport, uh, quick action. So, uh, great. Marissa, I really appreciate you joining us, uh, uh, on the podcast this week. It's been great catching up with you and sharing the story of Duke softball, uh, and your story. You've got a tremendous story and, uh, it's been, it's been a lot of fun to watch you guys have the success. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I do want to tell our listeners that, uh, uh, this is the last episode of the, uh, 2022 23 uh, academic year, uh, athletic year, I guess. Um, and we're going to pick it up again in July uh, around football um, when uh, when uh, the football kickoff goes off in, in Charlotte down there. So, Marissa, you're the last one of this year, and uh, you saved the best for last. So, that's what we're going <laughs> to really appreciate you. Sounds good. Thank you, Steve. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back again. Join us in July when we start up for the 23 24 year.